Welcome to Career Tools. This week, Career Failures, Chapter 3, Career Crisis Response, Part 2, our final part. Here we go. We talk openly in our uh, guidance about getting laid off, about having six months worth of income set aside so you can do a search in some form of peace and not panic. But now we're in a different situation. We know that some people, this happens to them and they haven't planned, right? Mm-hmm. They haven't planned or they have planned and they and they haven't got very far. You know, they, you plan at the beginning of the month and then, they, and then you, you got laid off before the end of the month. That happens to people. So uh, we're going to assume that you don't have anything more than a month's worth of, of cash and that the month after the rent, the mortgage, the, the, the money, whatever you have is not going to be there in, in the way that it's been previously. Okay. And we're going to agree that we're going to cut stuff we wouldn't even dream of cutting before, right? Absolutely. If our thought is, oh, I would never cut that, you would say, nope, that's absolutely one of the reasons we put it on the table. Exactly. So we're going to put everything, every single thing on the table, everything apart from, well, actually, even your mortgage, if you call the mortgage company and say, I've been laid off, you may be able to defer it for three months or six months. You may be able to do interest only. Um, you may have a policy that covers you for when you're laid off. So even the mortgage or the rent, um, it, we would put that on the table and see what we could do about reducing it or minimizing it or, or even taking it away for for however Yeah, this long. is an emergency, so, right? Yeah, and so we're going to think about everything. So the best way to do this... I assume we're going to start with expenses. Yeah, absolutely. So we're going to try and cut expenses to the bone first. And the best way to do that is to go through your bank accounts for the last three months and consider every payment that's on your bank account, you know, in the in the in the list of transactions, think, can I cut this? So or all the repeating things like cable TV and takeaway pizza... But cable TV, you're recommending cut it. Cut it, yeah. Call them, tell them you've been laid off, and they'll try and, you know, say, we'll give you three months and we'll give you extra channels and all that. Don't let them just say, no, I want it cut off because I can't afford it. Right. Now, you may be smart enough to say, okay, look, I have this much money. I need to get by for 90 days, let's say. Therefore, the the number I need to get to is X. So I'm going to make a list of all the things, and I'm going to try to get X out of my expenses each month. And perhaps the cable company says to you, or the satellite company, or however you get your TV, if that's so important to you, they could say, look, we'll cut it from X to, to Y. And maybe the gap, the delta between X and Y is enough that that's satisfactory. If in fact you can't, and that was your first call and you can't get to the number after that, you go back and say, look, I cut my deal to Y. I now need to cut it to zero. I'm sorry. I just need to turn it off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The problem with calculating like that, of course, is that you're assuming that you're going to get a job in 90 days. And guys, look, I know hundreds, if not by now, thousands of people who don't have cable TV. Okay. There are. I don't. Oh, good. Okay. I didn't know that. Um, I have heard many stories of people who just can't believe how much is available through the web, okay, for free, okay? And Mm -hmm. even if that, even if you 
really want cable, you can get a lot of it for free. If you want TV, you can get a lot of it for free. Or you could simply say, we're not going to watch TV. Right? The time we spend in the evening watching TV, that's going to be time I'm going to spend looking for spend looking for a job, or we're going to play games together as a family, or I'm going to start reading. And the purpose of it is to cut the expense. The benefit of it is completely different from that, other than you have less money going out the door. Okay? Yeah. You mentioned takeaway pizza. Yeah, just because that's a that's one of those uh, habits that people get into. Of I've had a hard week, or um, the kids have been out late, or whatever reason that you dream up for yourself of I'm not going to cook and I'm going to get takeaway, whatever. And if you look at the stuff on the web about how to make pizza, it's, you can make it for three dollars. And if you have takeaway, especially if you have delivered, have it delivered, it's probably not going to cost you less than thirty. So you just reduced your expense by a lot of percentages. I can't do percentages, but from <laughs> thirty to three, that's a long way. And it's not forever. It's just for this time while you're unemployed or looking and for. I work. think we can make a more general uh, discussion there that eating out in general is a bad yeah. idea. Um, the cost of food at the grocery is so cheap that you cannot justify. If suddenly you're at risk of running out of money within 30 days or even worse, 15 days, you have to take an ax to everything. Um, mm-hmm. And you'll discover that takeaway pizza and eating out is a question of time versus money. Up until now, uh, you had the money. And you were saving time. And you were essentially spending money to save time, uh, to not have to cook, to not have to do something. Now it's just the opposite. The, the burden is flipped or the, the lever has flipped, and now uh, you don't have the money. So therefore, the amount of time you spend is irrelevant. Taking time to make dinner is irrelevant. And so, yeah, no more eating out, okay? What about the gym? Oh, gone. <laughs> and again, that's one of those things where the contracts are sometimes difficult to get out of, but you can often suspend them for a period if you can't actually get out of, of the contract you're like in. You go to the gym, and, and, and this is, you know, we talk about the shame and embarrassment of you lost your job, but trust me, folks, so many people have done it. You go to them and you say, listen, I've lost my job, and I need, I, I know I have a two-year commitment, and I'm sorry, I simply can't do it. And they may say, okay, fine, don't come in, and we'll suspend it. And when you get a job back, you can come back and you can pay the last six months. Um, That's fine. Or they may say, no, I'm sorry, we don't do that. In which case, you have to negotiate as best you can. You may may choose, Mm -hmm. and this is a hard thing to say, but you may choose to say, no, I'm not going to declare bankruptcy because a gym has me over the the ropes. I'm not going to pay. And that's going to create a problem, but I'll pay them back later. Or you say to them, I'll pay you when I can, and I apologize. Or in the future, you don't do it. And the gym is not how you get fit, guys. <laughs> how you get fit is working out, which you can do at home. Yeah, absolutely. And again, there's a ton of stuff on the internet for free for at-home workouts and bodyweight right. workouts and all the things. So you don't need any stuff any more than you already have, uh, trainers and, or sneakers and you know clothes to wear. So. Again, it can be done at home right. for free, and it's only temporary. You can get rid of cell phones for the kids? Yep. The only person who needs a cell phone is the person who's looking for a job. And again, I know some of you are going, oh, I couldn't possibly do that. Yeah, you could. People did it for hundreds of years. It works fine. And your kids will understand. We're cutting expenses. Yeah, you're doing it as a family, and kids understand that. 
Uh, and then the other thing we came up with was apps and news subscriptions, magazine subscriptions. You know, don't let anything renew that is on one of those rotating things. You know, magazine subscriptions are often on auto-renew, so don't let them renew. You can keep, you know... Sometimes if you cancel them, you'll get some money back. So it's worth inquiring. But sometimes you, you've paid the year up front, and so you'll still get them till the end of the year. But whatever you do, don't let them renew. Because, again, that's a cost that you don't need to spend. Yeah. I, I think it, it'd be good to have a little bit of high D, sort of dominant, forceful, take-no-prisoners kind of approach to this and say, I'm going to cut all my expenses. Every single expense I can cut, I'm going to cut. And I'm going to say, look, I need to cancel this subscription. I need to cancel this payment. People say, well, you really can't do that. You could say, okay, thanks for telling me that. You know, I'll probably take 90 days before I get back. And so you can ding me all you want, but I have to feed my family. And maybe you feel awkward, but that's a lot different awkward than thinking I literally can't go buy groceries. Mm-hmm. Now, that said, these are all possible things. We're going through our list of the, la- the bank accounts of the last three months and considering what regular payments, right? And it is possible that you could figure out a way to let your kids keep their cell phones. Yeah. And folks, I, I got to tell you something else. If, uh, if you're wondering where the money went and you have a cell phone that costs three or four or $500, I know a couple of executives who still have flip phones. Maybe it's not cool but it's cheap and they put enough money away for a rainy day so that if they got in trouble, they could survive. Yeah. And you can downgrade the contracts. You can, um, you know, if you have a nice iPhone six that you just bought because you didn't think you were going to be laid off, you can trade that in for something much cheaper and take the cash indifference. Um, so even if you can't get rid of things, think, creatively about what else you could do to regain the cash from from what you have in order to pay for groceries and and like you said you start by saying everything has to go everything and then you work back from there and try not to convince yourself oh we absolutely need this we absolutely need that try and be ruthless with yourself see make it a challenge can we live for three months without anything yeah, this is a classic case. The, the example that I have, that it's, it's a, probably a bad example. Well, it's a good example, but it's it's hard to hear, is those TV shows about people who have obsessive-compulsive disorder to the nth degree, and they become hoarders, and they have their homes are full with stuff. And when they agree to an intervention, the way they do the intervention mm-hmm. is everything goes out. We don't go through and agree on what's, what goes out. We take everything out, and then we agree on what goes back in. And you start off with a zero base. You tell your spouse, we're going to cut everything out, everything. And then we're going to decide what we cannot live without. And pretty much about the only things you can't live without is food. I was reading something yesterday. A guy, I assume he was a single guy. It didn't, it didn't say so, but I was listening. I'm assuming he was single. Lives on $5,000 a year. And he owns, he owns a house, which he bought for like four I can't imagine where you can buy a house for $4,000, but living off five grand, my brain immediately said that's not possible. But of course it's possible. Somebody's doing it. So you can go a lot lower than you think. If I owned my home and didn't have a car and it was just me, it wasn't the kids, weren't married, nothing, I could do it. You know, I wouldn't be playing golf. I wouldn't be a member of my country club, but really I could do it. I would change what I ate, ate. You know, I wouldn't drink wine. 
I wouldn't smoke the occasional cigar. And I would read a lot. Yeah. And I would turn off lights when I left rooms. <laughs> and I would wear more. I would <laughs> yeah. wear more sweaters. Right. Uh, one of the ways. One of the ways you can cut your expenses, guys, is in the winter turn down the heat. In the summer, turn up the the thermostat for the air conditioning. As a kid, when I was, you know, when we didn't have any money in the seventies, there was turn off all the lights. It's like Blackpool illuminations in here. Uh, if we complained we were cold, put on put on another sweater, and if we wanted a drink, there's water in the tap. That was that was my mother's three yeah. standard answers for I want something. <laughs> Good. And people got by without all this stuff before. And again, a lot of the things that you're going to find on your monthly bills can be put on temporary hiatus or again, renegotiated when your situation changes. Okay. So we've cut our expenses as much as we can, but the other side of the balance sheet is income. And it's obvious, right? You're looking for a job, but in between there's lots of other options and you're looking for a job. We talked earlier about looking for a job with an immediate start. You can absolutely do two jobs at once. Plenty of people do two jobs and study. Um, so that's doable. Your wife can work. The kids can work if they're old enough. So there's lots of ways that you can increase the income that you have coming in to supplement whatever it is you've had, you have saved. Okay. I think the big question here about increasing income is a discussion with yourself about your ego. Mm-hmm. And if it's going to take 90 days, and remember now, this cast, for those of you who are essentially out of money and are in a pinch, you could work at a grocery store. You could work as a clerk. You can work as a security guard. Um, I know people who live about two miles from me who have two jobs, and they just take it for granted. They work at one location, uh, you know, from 6 a.m. until 2 or 3, and they have another job from four or five until eight. And you say, well, I won't see my kids. Yeah, but you'll put a roof over your kids' heads and you'll keep them fed. And you'll sit down with them and you'll be embarrassed, but you'll explain, hey, mom lost her job and things are going to be tight for a while and you're old enough to get to school by yourself. We're going to have to walk now. I'm going to have to be very careful about uh, about some things. We may, you know, I know we've been planning on you playing basketball coming up, but I don't know that we can do that now because it costs $200 and I don't think we have that money. If you're willing to set aside your ego, and in my opinion, it is ego and shame, embarrassment, uh, the feelings of failure that get in the way of handling the situation. Uh, if you're willing to do that, you'll find that this will go much, much easier. If it's hard, it's very likely that you're unwilling to do some things because of fear of what other people will think of you. The people who love you and care about you will be impressed that you're willing to be honest with them and you're willing to cut things to the bone. And when people say, hey, we're going to a movie, sorry, can't, still looking for a mm-hmm. job, uh, being smart, people will say, wow, knows what he's doing. If you don't do this and your friends find out later that you're running up twenty, thirty, forty, fifty thousand dollars in credit card debt and you never tell them, I didn't have any money, I lost the job, I've been telling you the search is going well, but actually I'm not getting things. Most people don't care what happens to you, but the people who do care what happens to you will be shocked, will be like, Why did you do that? Mm-hmm. You just told me. I I've told the story before about the guy who, you know, didn't tell his wife. I said, you know, I I had a lunch with him that week and I said I don't want to talk to you again until you talk to your wife what are you doing are you that embarrassed she loves you it won't matter 
Let it go. Absolutely. So don't worry about the type of job. Worry about how much money you can make. Yeah. Don't turn down something thinking I can make more. If there's something that starts now where you can make some, then start now and make some. Yeah. And if your country or your city or state or whatever provides for it, apply for unemployment. That's one of the things where people say, I never do that. I could never go on unemployment. But look, if it's the choice between your kids getting bad and them going to bed hungry. And your ego. Yeah. Like, give it up. <laughs> like, just, that's yeah. what unemployment's there for. And that's what you, you know, and other things like food banks and assistance from your church or whatever there is that's available that you can take advantage of. You're in the situation that those things were set up for. So, yeah, again, like think about your kids going to bed hungry and then make your choice. And hopefully that way, that will, that will encourage you to make the choice the right way. Pride goeth before the fall. Indeed. And then the other thing in terms of increasing income, which is not, it's not immediate, but you're going to benefit later, at least in the US, if you keep the receipts and records for your job search, you can use the those expenses against tax at the end of the year. So it's worth keeping all those things that you use. So if you had to buy a new suit, if you had to travel on a bus to an interview, all those kind of things, keep the receipts and record what you what you had to do, what what the receipts are for, and you can use that at the end of the year to tax. Okay. Next, consider all options. Yeah. So hopefully we've been encouraging people to do this as we've gone through the entire set of guidance. Right now, when you first get laid off, it's like, oh my gosh, this is a huge problem and I don't know what I'm going to do. It's, a, it's an obstacle to me living the life that I wanted. But start thinking of it as a problem to be solved. I really like Richard Dean Anderson. He used to play MacGyver and he would go down a well and he'd have like a chewing gum and a piece of battery and the clothes on his back and he'd manage to get out. Yeah, yeah and a Swiss Army knife and he'd get out of the well because he always does. And that's where you got to think of yourself. Okay, what do I have and what can I do? So there's all sorts of options that maybe you wouldn't normally consider, but like, Put everything on the table and and see what can be done. So can your spouse go to work? Um, can your kids work instead of having an allowance? Will they? Can they mow the lawns or whatever for your neighbours? Will your family help out? Can you sell your house quickly and get equity from it? Can you sell your car and make and buy an older one and make a profit? Can you eBay something? What skills do you have that you can sell to other people? If somebody would come to my house and put all the pictures on my walls and have them level, I would pay them $100. So, you know, if you need $100, come to my house. But there's all sorts of things like that that people need doing that they would willingly pay for. If you live in an area where perhaps there aren't a lot of jobs close enough where you wouldn't have to drive for an hour or something, you may want to make yourself available to some of the services now, digital services like TaskRabbit and so on, that run errands for people, right, and do handyman stuff. And by the way, if you're going to do that, you might as well say to somebody, when they ask you, why do you do it? Say, I lost my job, need income, doing a job search. And there will be some people, guys, who look down on you. And those people are the kind of people who judge others. And yeah, as long as as long as their money is green and they're giving it to you for mowing their lawn, hoorah! And then there'll be other people who will say, "Hey, listen, this is a hundred bucks. Here's two hundred. I hope you get through this." Because that's how people are. There are people like that as well. Yeah. Okay. 
I will also say you mentioned about kids and and uh, uh, allowances. Um, that's one of those things that doesn't show up on your monthly uh, thing, but look very carefully at your cash withdrawals mm -hmm. as well. We should have said that earlier, and I apologize. Um, when you look at standard monthly expenses, look at the ATM withdrawals and say, okay, we're limited to this many ATM withdrawals every week or every two weeks or every three weeks, uh, and it'll be this amount. Having cash means often that you don't keep track of what happens to it. Some people do, but some people don't. If you're somebody who doesn't keep track of your cash and you go to the ATM, maybe a lot of your expenses are ad hoc, but you can still cut them. Yeah. And by the way, let's be clear, no Starbucks. <laughs> no Starbucks. And if you're addicted to coffee the way some of us are, okay, fine. Store-bought coffee works just fine. And cheap coffee, okay? Not Starbucks in a bag, okay, but cheap coffee. And not distilled water, which you have to pay for and buy at the grocery store, but water from the tap. That's a luxury, okay? Heck, coffee's a luxury, but for some of you, you're addicted to it. Yeah, and you seem change your taste in things. I, I remember I went to university, and when I when I was at home, we used to have sweetener in coffee, like, um, you know, the, the, the stuff that, uh, uh, that comes in pink packets. Equal or NutraSweet or, yeah. Uh, yeah, something like that. Yeah, and uh, when I went to university, I was never in my own house when I was often when I was getting coffee, and so the, and and other people didn't have sweetener in their house, so I started drinking coffee without. And within a week, coffee was sweetener. I would go home, and my dad would forget, and he'd put sweetener in my coffee, and I'd be like, "Oh, that tastes horrible." But you soon get used to a different taste if it's even if it's you know cheap coffee or very expensive coffee. It doesn't last very long that your taste buds say, Bleh. Good. What other options? Any options that we, we might want to suggest? Certainly things like going, uh, getting your groceries from somewhere cheaper. I don't know the American stores as well as I do the, the UK ones, but if you stop it, shop in Waitrose, which is pretty nice, it's kind of, I guess it's the Whole Foods end of the grocery stores. Yeah. You know, you can move down to Sainsbury's, which is, you know, like HEB or, you know, one of the normal. And then if you move down from there, you can go to one of the, the Costco or, you know, somewhere where they sell in bulk and the prices are cheaper. You can, you know, move down to Walmart. Just go down one step or look for the home brand stuff. It's usually cheaper, even in the more expensive stores. Yeah, white label or home brands. Yeah, the joke in in, in the U.S. I, I I don't there are equivalents overseas like Waitrose and so on, but in the U.S. Whole Foods is often the joke of it is called the whole paycheck, meaning it's so so expensive. So yeah, trade down. Virtually everybody who's listening to this cast can spend a lot less and not have appreciable. You could probably cut your expenses by a third with having no appreciable effect on your quality of life. But the goal is to cut them by two thirds or 80%. And, and so you're going to cut into the muscle a little bit and that's okay. There are tons of, there's tons of stuff on the internet about feeding families for next to nothing. You know, how long you can make a chicken last and all that kind of stuff. So there's a lot of help and there's also a lot of encouragement. There's a lot of people that are trying to pay off debt or for some reason they're saving for something who are making their dollars really stretch. And so, you know, if you're going to keep your internet in order to do a job search, then use those resources that are out there too. Then, you know, what else in your house when you look around your house and you think, I really need to replace that? 
does it really need to be replaced or can you wait another three months or six months and you know is there stuff you can yard sale is there stuff that your kids don't use anymore that you can sell on craigslist you know we all have too much stuff yeah oh another thing i thought of speaking of too much stuff if you have stuff in a storage locker a storage bin that costs 30 40 50 bucks a month if it's been there a year and you haven't used it <laughs> a maybe you should bring it to your house and you're probably not going to spend eight or ten hours a day looking for a job wendy and i just recently saw statistics about how little time people spend looking for a job when they need one um, so one of your projects can be to clean out the garage throw a bunch of stuff away don't pay to have it carted away but bring some of the stuff that's in that storage facility back to your house, or even better, mm -hmm. sell it. If you haven't used it in a year, you could probably sell it. I have a friend who lives overseas, and he says, Americans are amazing. They have too much stuff in their house, and then they rent someplace else to hold on to stuff that they don't use. Yeah. Because they might use it. What a waste. But I know it happens other places besides just here. Yeah, we all want more stuff. Good. Okay. Hopefully, we helped with the job search. But give us a quick overview of what we've covered in the last two casts, Wendy. We want you to start a job search immediately. The moment you know that you're being laid off or you know that you've been fired, then start that minute. Don't give yourself any time to wallow. Just start. And then adjust your finances. Cut the expenses. Increase income. Don't leave anything as a sacred cow. Consider everything. And then consider all the other options. So other things like selling things and all those things we've just talked about. Good. Hopefully, folks, you never have to use this. But if you've listened, maybe it won't help you, but maybe it'll help a friend of yours. Share this freely. The podcast is free. And come to the website, manager-tools.com, and search on our map of the universe for more casts about your career transitions as well. Thanks, Wendy. Thanks. Bye, everyone. That's it, everybody. Even if this isn't happening to you, we encourage you to refer your friends who this may happen to them. In addition to trying to help them get a job, refer them to this podcast. Hopefully it'll be helpful to them. That's why we're here. See you next week.